Hi, and welcome to the Southern Soil Podcast. I'm your host, Leanna Tatum, and I'm passionate about local sustainable food production and the ways we can shift our food systems here in the U.S. to healthier, more humane, and environmentally friendly methods of farming. Join me for weekly conversations and stories around building local food communities from soil to table and all points in between. Pull up a chair and let's get started. Thanks for joining me in this conversation with Jody Harris Benoit of Bite Oak Pastures. If you're not already familiar with her family's farm, be sure to visit their website and learn more about the remarkable work they are doing in sustainable, regenerative, and zero waste agriculture. Jody and I talk about her area of expertise on the farm, which is hospitality. Agritourism is a growing industry and it's a revenue stream that more and more farms are looking to add to their repertoire. So be sure to join us for this conversation. Savannah Hydroponics and Organics is your local resource for all your gardening needs. In addition to having all the supplies and gear that you require, their staff is knowledgeable and passionate about helping you walk away with the tools needed to confidently grow your own food and medicine. No matter if you're growing indoors or outdoors in containers or in the ground, whether you want to grow your first tomato or you've been gardening for decades, Savannah Hydroponics and Organics is here to help you grow. Visit the shop in Garden City, find them on social media, and check out their website, savannahydro.com. So thanks for joining today. Um, I've talked, I've interviewed both your dad and your, one of your sisters, Jenny. Yep. Um, I've yet to have Will on the podcast, but I did a, an interview with him for an article. And um, so it's been interesting to get two different perspectives on the mm-hmm. farm. Um, mm-hmm. So I'd love to have, have your perspective of what it was like growing up. So you're the youngest Yep. right mm-hmm. yep I'm, I'm three years younger than Jenny okay so she had told me she didn't really remember much of like the transition necessarily process what what are what are some of your earliest member memories um yeah. of farm life <clears throat> yeah I mean we've been in farm life since since the beginning you know Jenny and I grew up going to the pasture with daddy and helping him you know with this and that every year I used to love to to work our big mama herd and preg check them. That was like the one week of school my mother would let me skip, you know, so that, that was a, uh, that was a big deal right. during that, that time of year for me. And it was fun and I loved it. Yeah. Um, did I know then that, that like what we were doing is super different than what we do now? I mean, yes, now I realize that, but like Jenny, the transition period, you know, I, I didn't know what we were doing, you know, I I didn't realize that we were doing really anything different. I knew that my dad went from having a full-time job and like then quit it, you know, (laughs) at some point and and did this full-time, which I wasn't used to, but yeah. Um, you know, he, he, well, the farm was pretty afternoons, evenings and weekends for him, you know, throughout my life and my childhood. Right. Um, and so we, um, you know, he, he started transitioning in the mid nineties and I was a little girl. So, Mm -hmm. so no, I had no idea what he was doing. I did recognize the people around him, you know, other like neighbors and farmer Mm -hmm. friends start to kind of treat him a little differently, I guess. Like, Hey baby, I sure hate your daddy's pissing away your inheritance, you know, just saying nice things, but I, I didn't know what that meant, you know, right. I, I was young Maybe he had dumb. a gambling problem. <laughs> right. I didn't know what that meant. Um, 
and I, I feel really bad for him because he took on mm. an, an enormous amount of stress. Not that my young self could have helped him yeah. cope or counsel him through that. Of course not. But when I look back at it now, I'm like, man, what a set of balls he had, you mm. know? And, and, um, uh, even in 2008, that's when I graduated from high school. Um, at that, so I, I was heading to college when our red meat abattoir opened. We, okay. Our grand opening was in May and I was leaving. And so mm. even then I did, you know, I knew we had like made this huge investment and we, we borrowed money for the first time, which was terrifying, but mm-hmm. I didn't even grasp it then as an 18 year old. Yeah. And so it really wasn't until I was about halfway through college that I really was like, what did he do? <laughs> you know, <laughs> So I learned what collateral was and like yeah. all these words. And, and so, I, um, you know, that, that was really yeah, the point that I understood. So, so I know there's, there's a family condition that you have to work away from the farm for at least a year, but when you went to college, did you go with the intention of eventually coming back to the farm or were you getting away from the farm or yeah it wasn't that I just wanted to get away I think Jenny wanted to get away you yeah know? not necessarily from family but just from from the area yeah um, our family's close um but I I love my mom and my daddy and I eat supper with them every night as a 32 year old <laughs> you know so I didn't want to go too far but I did go to college thinking I would I would graduate to be a speech therapist and okay. work in work in the school systems or or nursing home. I, I don't know what I thought. Um, right. It wasn't until my junior year of college uh, when Jenny was. I don't think Jenny was even back yet, but she was. She knew she was coming back around right. that, that time. Um, to where I thought, well, I want to be a part of it, you know, mm-hmm. and. And then I, I, I said, okay, I'll, I'm going to, I'll go home. And I met, met John, who's my, my husband now. And, and he had, you know, been interested and he did internships in the summertime. We'd go home here on the weekends from college. And so he was interested and Jenny was interested. And so I said, well, I'll do it too. (laughs) (laughs) Might as well. Right. And, and even then, you know, so, so obviously dad wouldn't let me come back immediately I, I came back to the area because he hired John so you know, I didn't go to I didn't go to Atlanta like Jenny John did. didn't have so, to go work somewhere else huh? he did not I guess you, you got to be blood to have that rule apply but um so um I worked locally uh for about a year uh, a little over a year but pretty yeah. pretty much on, on the 365 dot and uh came back and I really struggled on you know, where my contribution would be. I, yeah. I didn't, Jenny had really taken that wholesale hat and like marketing hat. John had, you know, the livestock and um, neither one of those was, I didn't really want to do either one of those, you know, I mean, yeah. I, I knew that in some capacity, I'd want to be involved in both, but I don't know. I really struggled to find my place. I sat beside dad the whole first year and really just sat and stared at him and listened <laughs> and traveled with him you know he would invite me to go anywhere he went and I went yeah um I just listened and then um I noticed people were you know coming through the the front doors of our store at that time it was a very small store it wasn't right anything to brag about (laughs) but um you know it was what we had yeah um, they would walk in they would say can I use your bathroom you know and I'd say 
yeah, through those doors, you know, to the right. And, um, and they'd be like, what is this place? And, <laughs> and, you know, I would take the time to explain it. And yeah, I would say, so what are they doing back there? This is when you could see all the butchering, you know, you'd walk in and just see carcasses. So it was, it was a shock. I understand their reactions. Right. But, um, um, you know, and so they were genuinely interested and, um, they were like, well, hell, I'm on the way to the beach. Can I buy some meat? And so we, we, you know, obviously that's kind of when the store really happened. Um, yeah. and it, and it wasn't an impressive store, but still at the time, but you know, we, we had some stuff to sell and, right. um, we eventually started employing more people, probably we were at around a hundred, maybe if that, and, uh, decided to put the restaurant in and, um, you know, we were in the food business all, all of a sudden and yeah. here we are. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, that it took me a good year to realize that hospitality was where I needed to be, was where the farm needed me. And, yeah. And so, and you fit that role well. Well, I'm doing it. I don't know that I'm doing it well, but I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> So what, um, so your background wasn't necessarily in that, your, your studies. So what did you, what was that process like kind of yep. learn as you go? It was absolutely. I, I did major in PR, not that oh, okay. I really put that to use, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I dropped the whole speech comp thing oh, okay. or the, gotcha. the speech pathology thing. I did do speech communication. So the, I went to the communication side. Okay. Um, gotcha. So um, not qualified to be a speech therapist. Thank God there are <laughs> way better people in this world than me that are doing that. So and way better at it than I would have been. But yeah. um, um, anyway, so, uh, you know, we, we got cabins and, you know, we're inviting people here and Bluffton has truly gone from a desolate town to a destination in a matter of about mm-hmm. 10 years. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah. So what did that process look like for you when you, when you first started realizing that there might be a place, um, to, to open up to say, you know, people might want to stay here and, and have this sort of experience. How did that process sort of go for you? Yeah, it was a really slow process, just like everything else. I mean, everything we do here is as cash flow allows. And Mm -hmm. so, and, and thank God dad's the vision, but um, you know, he saw the amount of traffic that we were getting and, and it's nothing compared to what it is now, but, you know, they, they would stop and say, well, can you, can you take me for a tour? And daddy would say, I don't have time, you know, no. And, <laughs> and so, you know, I would slowly start doing the tours and yeah. it just really evolved. You know, the employees really kind of pushed us to do, or, or having, the amount of employees that we did at that time, it, it made us want to do the on-farm restaurant. That was really for them. We wanted to right. do them because it's 15 miles to a fast food place, which right. is fast food at that point. And, you know, they deserve yeah. better than that. And so um, that was really the drive, but, you know, you build it and they will come, I guess is the <laughs> thing. And so people were stopping by. And at the time I couldn't even take money. I was like, I don't even know where to ring you up, you know, <laughs> serve the public. And, um, but we did. And so yeah. it was a very slow process. And then, you know, when you feed them and you serve them alcohol and <laughs> you, can't, you can't drink and drive here, here in, in Georgia, um, All right. um, or anywhere, I guess, but, uh, you shouldn't. Uh, and <laughs> so, um, you know, we decided to put four little cabins in and, and sleep people. And so, yeah, 
we did and now we're to eight units um, oh, okay and and that works well um and we need more yeah um, we, we, we need more more lodging more housing uh, we employ 180 people today mm. and I wish I wish I had a place for every single one of them to, to be in Bluffton but right but we don't right. um so, so y'all really um, took on a lot of um remodeling and and I guess refurbishing older houses that had been abandoned for a certain amount of time around we town we did dad um has bought a few homes in the town of Bluffton. I mean, you can buy a house in Bluffton, I mean, years ago for, I think one of them cost $30,000, you know, mm -hmm. put another 30 in it and you've got a really nice rental house for right. an employee or two. And so um, that was really the drive for dad buying what was available in Bluffton, which wasn't a whole lot, but we do have some yeah. houses. Um, we've now we're now renting that out to outside guests. We have such a demand for people to come and visit that we needed more. So we're, we're trying to come up with some more stuff for, for employee housing. I mean, a lot, some of them are in the RV park and, um, but yeah, real estate in Bluffton is, <laughs> uh, we bought the vast store, uh, which is what you, you visited whenever you visited. Yeah. We're there, obviously, um, visited that and, it was an old store that was built in the mid 1800s and it, it's actually always operated as a general store. The, mm -hmm. the gentleman who owned it before us was named Herman Bass and, and he just locked the doors in 1968 and never came back. And so mm -hmm. the, the term old abandoned general store could not, could not be more fitting for, for what that was. Right. Um, but we bought it years and years later and um, slowly stabilized it, slowly renovated it and finally opened our doors in October, 2016. And so that was really like the best moment of my career because we finally had a hub, you know, mm -hmm. people weren't walking in the red meat abattoir with carcasses hanging. <laughs> you either love it or you hate it. And I get, right, you know, right. you just, you're stopping to use the bathroom and then you walk into that. Right. And it's, a lot, it's a lot to take in. So I understand that, but um the stores are really nice ease, like an ease into yeah. Them. And yeah. um, now we do tours. Heck, I'm doing a tour most days during the week. Mm -hmm. um, and so cabins stay booked. We're in spring break mode right now. So we're just mm -hmm. turning and burning them, which is great. I'm not complaining. Yeah. Um, so what are people most interested in seeing? What are they most surprised by? Um, what, what's kind of the big takeaway for most people who come to visit? I think they come here and everybody's different, of course. Yeah. You know, it depends what type, it depends if you're a consumer or if you're mm -hmm. a farmer or, you know, just want yeah. to have a digital detox. You know, some people come here because they just Googled farm and they really had no idea what they were getting themselves right. into. Right. Some people come here because they bought our meat, you know, at Whole Foods Market or Publix or Kroger mm -hmm. and and they've been buying it for years and feeding it to their family. And they just really wanted to, to bring them and connect with the food. And, right. that, and that's a lot of our customers. Um, and then others are farmers who visit and want to, you know, bring it back to their home and mm -hmm. put it in their context and, and replicate it. You know, what we yeah. do is not highly scalable. I don't think you can be really big and do this, but it is highly replicable. And mm -hmm. so, you know, we would love for there to be a white oak pastures in every agricultural county in this country um so we're happy we're now we're in the education business which 
yeah, that's has happened like the hospitality business, <laughs> but um, you know, I think people just really want to connect, and and then yeah. when they get here, they still don't realize the depth of it until they like we immerse them. You know, we mm-hmm. we give them a tour, and they're like, "Holy crap!" Mm-hmm. Wow, like you know, and you show them old pictures of Bluffton, and and you know, they realize that we're in the community building business too, mm-hmm. and that that happened accidentally. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's very organic, the way it, it's all evolved. Right. It's complex. Yeah. No, it's it's really fascinating. And and um, I am grateful that I had the opportunity to come out and stay. I think it's been almost a year since I was out there. I think I came yeah, I was going to ask when. Yeah, I, I think I, I think it's like right out a year. I think I came around April 1st, it seems like. Yeah. Good. Um, and it was just a great experience. Um, I got to stay in one of the cabins. And they're, they're very nicely done, uh, very comfortable to stay in. And it's nice to be able to just kind of, what I love about what y'all do is you're so transparent. I mean, it's just like, Hey, you can just walk around and, you know, <laughs> see yeah. what there is to see and shut and, the gate uh, behind you. Exactly. Yeah. Don't let the cows out, but um, it's just kind of a really cool thing to get to do. And right. I think, and y'all have been sharing videos this lately kind of Mm -hmm. showing the difference between your land and neighboring lands and I think for me when I was visiting there that was kind of one of the most striking things was because your pastures butt up against conventionally done fields um, or like sometimes right across the street from each other it's such a clear difference (laughs) between between like dirt and soil um and that's that's just that's really interesting is that something that that people are are able to really grasp while they're there absolutely yeah we um just on highway 27 alone on our little stretch I mean you can see three different types of land management you know you've Mm -hmm. got a quail hunting plantation you then have us and then you've got you know mixed around these you know, monocrop fields, you know, big pivot irrigation systems and, and people on the tour will raise their hand. They'll, they're like, yeah, but what's that? And I'm like, that's not us. That's not us. Because I, just, <laughs> I, I don't, you know, I, 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 I wouldn't think they would assume that was us, but some people just haven't got it yet. You know, they're right. like, okay, okay. But we have the, uh, here in the church is where my office, we call it the church. It's the education center, but it's an old church, but, right. um, we, this is where we give tours to people and I have two, two samples of, you know, I've got soil and I've got dirt and, mm-hmm. and you know, the soil, soil is from our land and then the dirt is from my dad's cousin's field. Who's, you know, very industrial planting mm-hmm. corn right now. Um, and, um, you know, that's when people really, uh, yeah, the light comes on. Yeah. So those neighbors that were very, let's say skeptical, to be nice about it when he first started transitioning have any of them changed their minds at all or are they still very much set in their ways um I would say our neighbors like our, our direct neighbors who have land beside ours you know no not not really but others yeah and maybe not as much locally but the amount mm-hmm. of people that we have that come here that yeah. want to learn it's really it's really inspiring um yeah. We, we're doing more classes now just because people want 
you know, to get a consult with Will Harris, but that's just not the business that he's in, you know, he yeah. wants to run his own farm, but, yeah. but he will spend two days, you know, once a month inviting people, they can come and, you know, sign up for the class on the website and, and he will dedicate, you know, two days to, to them and their questions. And, and we grab, you know, our staff, field managers, right. you know, hog manager, cattle, manager you know uh yeah. small ruminants and and we dive deep it, it is an immersion yeah um, so we are doing doing those types of things but the consulting business is just not <laughs> not, not not one of them um not, not his cup of tea no Chelsea Green Publishing is recognized as a leading publisher of books on the politics and practice of sustainable living. They publish authors who bring in-depth practical knowledge to life and give readers hands-on information related to organic farming and gardening, ecology and the environment, healthy food, sustainable economics, progressive politics, and most recently, integrative health and wellness. They are my go-to source for books on permaculture and sustainable food systems and all those points of interest we cover here on the podcast, sustainable food from soil to table. As a listener to this podcast, you can now get 35% off the entire Chelsea Green catalog. Enter POD35 at checkout. Discount applies to U.S. customers only and cannot be combined with any other sales pricing or promotions. For more information, visit ChelseaGreen.com. Well, um, tell me a little bit about your internship program, because I know you have a lot of interns that that come through and, and how that kind of works and... We do. We have a, a really fun um, group of people that, that come here throughout the year. Um, so we we did formalize an internship program um, that was by demand. You know, people want to come and and we needed to formalize it because we can't. It's hard to manage somebody coming for a week and then somebody coming yeah. for three months or six. You know, so we just said, OK, here it is. Right. <laughs> it's a 12 week program. You can apply you know, we'll do a video Zoom or whatever for an interview. And when you get accepted, you come with the amount of people that we can accept at that time, really just amount of people that we can house. And we, we do have a house for them. We can get about six people, six to seven people at a time. Uh, seven is really the max. Um, and it's a, like I said, it's a 12-week program. And so you're immersed two weeks in each production department. So outside. Um and um, so two weeks with small ruminants, two weeks with cattle, two weeks with 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 poultry. Um, you kind of have a lax week to where you, you know, you do equine for a day, you work in the shop for a day, you mm-hmm. work with, you know, eggs and then honey. And so it's, it's really, um, I, I love the program and people who have gone through it seem to like it. Yeah. Uh, and it gives us an opportunity to hire these people um, if they want to stay on and continue to learn but you know be a, an employee uh, mm-hmm. full-time uh, they can do that if, if we like them and they like us right um, and um, even if we have a position that fits what they want to do you know the stars yeah. have to align but a lot of our managers today were past interns and so okay. it gives us a really unique opportunity to hire people yeah um, especially in a day and age where it's kind of hard to hire people right now. Yeah, and, for sure. Um, so I'm really grateful for that program. We 
have um, our first person in our processing internship. So they're actually in the abattoirs, which is okay. something we haven't really done previously. Yeah. Um, but we're, we're doing it now and we're still ironing that out. We've, we've got a girl coming in August, so she'll be our second one. She's actually going to be here for six months. That's more of a, it's, it's case a long by case. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, okay. we're, we're excited about it. Yeah. And then a lot of those people that come through the internship program go back to their own homes and kind of start mm -hmm. something too, right? Yeah, a lot of them are either, you know, going to inherit land and, and, and want to, um, you know, want to want to put it in their, in their context or right. they want to buy land one day or, or some of them realize, oh, this is hard. I want to, uh, I would rather stay here consumer. and work <laughs> right or be a consumer or you know you really find out if it's what you want to do or yeah. not want to do and, and that's okay either way um but I do find that a lot of the people who who want to go out on their own and do it a lot of them haven't yet because I think they realize that when the tractor breaks you can't call the mechanic shop you gotta you, you gotta be the mechanic you yeah. know at that yeah. time and so yeah. Um, I think it really opens a lot of people's eyes and of how hard it can be. And, right. um, but you know, we don't want to keep people from doing it, of course. Yeah. But, um, I do, I do love, you know, that some people do choose to stay, um, mm -hmm. and, and help contribute to, yeah. to this. Yeah. Well, y'all have a great environment there. It's a very, it, it feels like family. Um, oh, well, thank you. So yeah, yeah, you're doing a, you're doing a good job. You can always well, tell, you can tell when you're around the employees, how, what a place is like <laughs> to work well, for and, and uh, y'all are doing a great job. Well, they, they make it fun. It, you know, we say that this business is family owned and it used to be family run, but it ain't family run anymore. Yeah. You know, it, it takes all 180 bodies to keep this place turning every day mm -hmm. and, and they do it. We, we could not do it without any of them. And yeah. so, um, I, I love them. I really do. They create the fun environment. They, you know, I got young kids. I'm not out there playing paintball with them, but they're, <laughs> they're, they're doing it and they're making it fun and they're making me be mad because I can't, cause I'm pregnant, <laughs> you know, <laughs> cause I want to do it. So, yeah. They, yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about the, the tourism aspect again. Um, maybe, maybe some, some thoughts that you have or advice that you might have for, for a small farm that's maybe looking at taking this path a little way. Maybe, maybe what are some of the, the lessons that, that you learned the hard way that, <laughs> Someone, yeah. someone else might benefit from. Well, I don't know that I'm good enough at it to have any advice, <laughs> but you know, I do know that if you're a farm, most farms need another revenue stream. We right. sure as hell, we sure as hell did. Not that the tourism is super profitable, but it adds value to the whole. Yeah. You know, this farm is very complex, not complicated. It's complex. This iPhone is complicated, but <laughs> this farm is complex. And so right. we... You know, I think that you got to create a place for people to come, especially with the world these days. They're not wanting to travel to large areas. You know, a lot of people yeah. are coming here because it's safe. And 
you know, it is like a digital detox if that's what you're going for. Right. Um, and so, you know, I, I think having, I struggled in the beginning because, you know, I, I would really, to people, all my friends are kindergarten teachers. I love them, but they all teach kindergarten. You know, and they'd say, well, I want to bring my kids out. Can we go on a field trip? And I'm like, no, God, no, not here, you know, and you know, I'm like, your kindergartner will not enjoy it. And we're just not geared. So I, I struggled because people want the corn mazes and the pig races. Right. And, the, and that's fine. I think that's right. a fine thing to do. And it's fun. Hell, I take my kids to those places. But um, but it's not who we are. Right. You know, this is a learning, working farm. Right. And so I have really had to keep it in that mindset. So yeah. I, we call, we call our team, our tourism team calls every cabin guest before they arrive just to, you know, get ages of the kids and just mm-hmm. really explain what the tour entails. And that right. way there are no surprises when right. they get here. Right. So I've had to learn to really be super verbal and, and even yeah. not hesitate to say, sounds like this might not be for you here. Yeah. Here are some recommendations I have, you know, you just, not that you yeah. want to stir them away, but you want to be honest. And yeah. I've really had to learn to do that because I would much rather them not come than them leave here disappointed. Yeah. You know, thinking it was or traumatized that, <laughs> or, or trauma, you know, I'm not trying to make anybody leave here a vegan, you know, by any means. Right. So, you know, I've really had to be super communicative about, about yeah. the ins and outs. You know, you take a tour with me, you can sign up for a horseback trail ride. You can rent a golf cart. Um, you know, come and explore on your own, bring a trunk with four-wheel drive. You can ride all around this farm. I'll give you a map. I'll tell yeah. you what pastures the animals are in, but I'm not going to put you in my car and drive you around all day. You know, yeah. you, you don't do that. Uh, yeah. Um, um, and so I think people really like that. Um, yeah. You know, they go hunt for arrowheads and they just kind of make their own fun out of it. And yeah. so um I don't know if that even answers your question. No, I think that's, I think that's a really good point though, because I, I think it's, it's good advice to people to know your lane and stick to it. It's not like you're trying to be all things to all people, you know, who you are and what the farm is and you want to attract the people that, that want that experience. Yeah. I, we are not Disney world and thank thank God for it. You know, if people see a reptile or a bug near or in their cabin, you know, uh, mm-hmm. this farm is this farm is teeming with life. You know, yeah. Walt Disney painted butterflies and all the pretty things, but there are snakes and there. He, you know, he failed to mention that part too. And yeah. if you support a farm with, you know, with this system, uh, you you got to embrace all those other parts of it too. Right. You might see a bug, you know, yeah. in your cabin. You just might. They're in pine trees, thirty-two yeah. acres of them. You know, yeah. and. I do what I can, but, and, and, and I, that's the people I want that, that embrace it. Right. And so, yeah. But those, those are our people. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But that's, I think that's an important thing. Cause I think a lot of times when you're starting a business or even when you're just trying to grow a business, sometimes you lose sight of, of who you are in an attempt to attract more customers. And so I think that's, that's an important lesson to keep in mind, to, you know, right. Morning Bell Farms is a family-owned and operated You Pick Blueberry Farm, which is USDA organic certified. 
Located in Woodbine in South Georgia, the farm is open Thursdays and Saturdays from 9 to 5 and Sundays from 1 to 5 during the blueberry season, which is going on now through early July. Be sure to like and follow them on Facebook and Instagram to stay up to date on all the happenings. So think outside the city limits, take your family at the farm, enjoy the thrill of the hunt, a picture-perfect setting, and simple pleasures long forgotten. Oh, and be sure to get some fresh-squeezed blueberry lemonade while you're there. So the education part has been a, a pretty new addition. Is that, yeah. has that been going really well? And It has. Uh, we have had a few workshops this year. We um, have sold out of a lot of them. We, throughout the year, and we've been doing this for a while, we, we're kind of now just getting okay at it, but we um, have a Saturday workshop once a month. So in February, we did like a gardening one-on-one workshop. Okay. Last, this past weekend, we did a foraging uh, for herbs uh, okay. workshop and uh, invited a, and, and we've actually outsourced both of those. So we're kind of t- taking it as the homestead approach. Um, gotcha. I've been teaching, uh, we have been teaching things at our scale. And I think that's the wrong approach. I think that, you know, most people think, oh, well, I don't have a thousand head of cattle, you know, <laughs> yeah. and that, that's not my context. But right. I think if we can like go to the homesteading level, um, gotcha. you know, that might be, be hey. more beneficial. And, yeah. and, get, um, and so we and don't get me wrong, we do teach things still in our context. I and mean, we're a one trick pony, you know, we are what we are. Yeah. Um, but I do feel that some people would leave here not frustrated, but just kind of like, okay, great. But how do I do that with 10 head? Yeah. <laughs> not, not a, and, and I get that that's valid, you know? Yeah. And so, so we're trying to, to take that more of, of an approach this year. Um, and we've sold out of both classes that we've done mm-hmm. We're close to selling out. We're doing, um, we, we actually just created a 501c3 called CFAR, Center for Agricultural Resilience. Mm-hmm. And so we have a session bi-monthly. It's um, been a three to four day session. And it's not necessarily a how-to, it's more of a change your mindset. So we've mm-hmm. invited, it's more like CEOs and environmental lawyers and, okay. you know, they attend and, you um, they can bring it back to their own organizations and, you know, kind of change, change their mindsets. (laughs) So it's still pretty new. We just got done with our fourth session. So we had our first one in October of 2021. And um, I'm really excited about it. We've had a lot of incredible people come through and sit through and, and, you know, be a part of that and teach them. And so uh, we'll see. So you're wanting to change the mindset. Talk a little bit more about. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we've got two types of people, the people who come here, like you said, the, the consumers and, and they want to, they want to make a difference in their own, mm-hmm. um, their own organizations or, or the people who, who want to replicate it. And so we're trying to attract both of those. This session gotcha. isn't necessarily for the farmers. It's not a how to, you won't leave here and know how to know how to do what we do but you right. will leave here and understand we're we're doing it while while we're while doing it the way we are right. right um like for example delta came to one of them and huh. delta's, delta's not gonna stop flying planes yeah. you know but there are minor things that they might could do to make yeah. a difference yeah. and um so just organizations like that usually right attend. 
and or like-minded organizations. Yeah. We've, we've had folks that, that I sell their stuff in the general store and they've attended. Um, Mm -hmm. So we're, we're, we're just getting really in the heat of that, which has been a lot of fun. Yeah. That's neat. Yeah. I mean, if people, and especially if you take it on a corporate level, like, you know, a company like Delta, you know, making small changes uh, can amount to huge, huge differences on, on that kind of a scale. That's pretty cool. Right. Anything we haven't talked about yet that you want to touch on? Well, I think you've covered it. Uh, Yeah, we're just continuing to try to get get better and better, especially this whole hospitality thing. I'm I'm excited for this year. I feel like for the first time ever, I have a team and I'm really grateful and they're really, they're great and pleasant and, you know, are willing to do. And um, so I'm, I'm excited. I want a restaurant one day real bad. <laughs> we, yeah. we cook out of food trailers, uh, but they make it work and God bless yeah. them. They're doing a great job. Um, yeah. But they're, they're so our if, goals. if you could, if you could get a restaurant up, where would you build, want to build like a new building for it or? Yeah. I mean, I, who knows? I'm dreaming. You know, you, in Bluffton. Yeah, but in, in your dreams, what would it be? Yeah. In, in Bluffton, obviously, uh, have some sort of lodge, you know, so mm-hmm. more bedrooms and make that, you know, a restaurant too. Uh, yeah. In that same building. So, yeah. That we'll would be see cool. one day. <laughs> so, right now you have how many cabins? We've had eight units. So, we've got um, five cabins, the four forest cabins, and then our pond house, which I still consider a cabin. And then we have three homes in town. Okay. Um, that we we've renovated and mm-hmm. um, people really they they enjoy both. I just assumed mm-hmm. people would want to stay in the cabins more, but a lot of people don't want to get mud on the tires. They want to stay where there's pavement. You know, mm-hmm. they don't want to be in the woods. They want to stay close-ish to Wi-Fi. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I'm glad we have opened up those homes. Yeah. To rent as well. Um, yeah. But okay. um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what the future holds. Yeah, always I'm hopeful. <laughs> I'm living on a prayer. <laughs> so you have two kids and a third on the way. Yeah, that is right. Yeah, and she's been kicking my butt. It's a girl. So <laughs> yeah. okay. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Do Lord. Do you hope that that one day they'll go to work for the farm or? Are you going to be okay with whatever they decide? I mean, I have to be okay with whatever they decide, yeah. of course. You know, that's the answer. But <laughs> but I, I obviously want them to be a part of this just mm-hmm. because of the resiliency. I mean, you look at things happening today and yeah. just, I can't imagine going to nursing school and then getting a job at a hospital and then getting fired because, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't get vaccinated or something, you know. And, right. And, and I just... I really, um, I want them to see the resiliency of this um, and the difference that that they could make doing it. Um, but my dad presented it to Jenny and I very, very cool. You know, he said, you know, it's an opportunity, not an obligation. Do what you want. And mm-hmm. and I hope I can be that cool about it. I don't yeah. know if I will, but I hope I can. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm doing this for them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty so we'll see. unique opportunity. 
Yeah. We'll but see. what's great about it too, is it, it, you have a lot of options there in terms of the kinds of work that someone can do right. and, and bring that skill to the farm. There's a lot, a lot yeah. of options. Yeah. Yeah. I would have never seen this as a career opportunity, you know, years and years ago. Mm-hmm. So um, I do hope that, that they, they know that they can fit into whatever it is that they're, they're interested in. Yeah. So okay. we shall see. <laughs> we're just trying well, to get through, get, we're just trying to get to kindergarten at this point. Yeah, for real. Good <laughs> with that. Thanks. We need it. <laughs> All right. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with me today and um, let me know if there's anything else you want to touch on. Sure thing. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks so much for listening today. I know there's a million things you could be doing with your time, and I'm so grateful that you chose to spend some of it here with me. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to share it. Leave us a comment or shoot me an email at info at southernsoil.org and let me know what you liked about the show or what you'd like to hear more of. Hope you have a great day and check us out on social media. Be sure to give us a follow and a like.